right, we are back. You're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. I'm Janine. This is Get the Funk Out. Standing by to join me, I love the title of this book, Diaper Dude, The Ultimate Dad's Guide to Surviving the First Two Years, Chris Pagula. Good morning, Chris. Good morning. I, as I said on air, I love the title of this book, Diaper Dude. How'd you come up with that? <laughs> <laughs> actually, it's so funny because it's actually the name of my company that I started 14 years ago, which oh. is Diaper Bags Designed for Dads. And it all started when my wife came home one day with literally a dozen flowery diaper bags. Yeah. When she was pregnant with our oldest child. And um, she you, said, take one look. And I'm like, no way am no, I carrying one of those bags. Not happening. <laughs> no. Right. <laughs> exactly. How did you decide to write this book? It's really entertaining. You know, it's actually a follow-up to uh, another book I wrote um, that came out two years ago called From Dude to Dad, The Diaper Dude Guide to Pregnancy. So essentially, it's picking up where that book left off. And it really was something that I wanted to uh, put out there for dads that are now going through the experience from birth to year two, because I think that it's a bit challenging uh, for men to enter this new role not feeling connected or, or right. having that distance. So, um, and there was nothing on the market when my children were born that I felt like I could relate to. So sure. pretty much that was the inspiration. Was it almost um, a great thing, like cathartic for you to do when you were going through this? Absolutely. Yeah. It, it's very interesting because I think before I became a parent, and not in a negative way, but I thought I'm not going to be my, like my dad. I'm going to do things differently. And so as I'm writing this book, by the time I got to the end of it, I realized, wow, I'm exactly like my dad, but mm -hmm. that's okay because it was pretty amazing. And he did a great job um, raising six children with my mom. Whoa. And uh, it was really sort of eye-opening and kind of brought things to a different level for me. So he was very hands-on with the six kids? He actually was. He was a very successful businessman as well, but he, uh, he always found the time to be there. I remember as a kid, you know, I think all at the time there were five of us before my younger brother was born. Mm -hmm. We all had the chicken pox together. Oh, and fun. I can remember being <laughs> up at like two in the morning with, with the whole family and my dad putting calamine lotion Aww. on us and like hanging with us. So he really, he really made it an important um, part of our life to make sure that he was involved and let us know that it was pretty cool amazing dad yeah because yeah. you don't always hear those stories so no sadly i know what were your expectations of becoming a dad before you became a dad and how did they change oh wow that's a great question i think that um i think my expectations beforehand were filled with a lot of fear, just mm -hmm. not knowing if I were going to be capable of being responsible for an infant. I yes. think the infant stage was really scary for me because babies can't communicate except by crying. Right. And it really wasn't until my wife, who was an amazing teacher to me and um, partner, that I built my confidence in myself. And so by the time our second child, third child came all around, I did feel more confident. I still had a lot to learn. Right. But um, I think that it made me feel more empowered to be involved and to do things on my own with my children, yes. like taking them to Disneyland when they were under three years old, which was brave. a disaster. I would never suggest it. <laughs> yeah, brave. That's a better word. <laughs> or nutso. <laughs> yes, completely. <laughs> it's so interesting. I don't know what kind of dad you were at first. Like, were you playful or were you reserved? Because it kind of brings out the silly in you. You have to be silly and lighthearted and laugh at yourself along the way. Absolutely. I think I was probably the high energy dad, which drove my wife crazy oh my because I'd be the type <laughs> to get the kids all riled up and she'd be like, they're calm, relax. And I think exactly. that's just my personality in general. Yeah. But I think that 
um, it, it actually sort of rooted me in a uh, in a level that made me more balanced and more, I think, um, confident as an individual. You know, because it's like, wow, this is like what really matters to me now. My whole focus is my family. And it actually puts less focus on myself to a certain degree because now it's all about my children and right. their time now to enjoy life. Were there certain struggles that came up that you really didn't anticipate? I mean, there had to be. Absolutely. I think that the challenge of running a business or just being in a business or going to work and, and balancing your family um, dynamic is really challenging. Uh, just there's a lot of, uh, first of all, exhaustion that comes oh, yeah. into play, but um, responsibility as well. And for me, owning my own company and having employees, I wanted to make sure that I was able to balance um, work and family time. And I think that's something that, for me, I really took my time, even with my business, to not focus on it all at the, at the expense of my family, which may have caused me to grow slower, mm-hmm. but it has been worth it because it's been a learning experience, and I can always say I was available for my family, and I didn't miss out on anything, which really is what is important to me. It is hard to divide yourself up and decide, okay, what percentage am I going to focus on my business versus my family, and my family really needs me, my, my wife, my kids, you know, it's hard. It's a big juggling act. It, it really is. And for some families, there's no choice because, you know, you need to work in order to support your family. Yes. But I think that you can find, you know, if you're in that situation, really finding those moments that you can connect, whether it's just even, you know, from the very beginning at diaper changes or going, putting children to your, your infant to sleep and just reading to your child, just finding those little moments, they definitely will make an impression and kind of like putting deposits into the emotional bank, if you will, um, so that you can feel like you're building up that sort of uh, account that you're uh, feeling fulfilled um, for, for being with your child. Right. I like in the book Diaper Dude, and if you're just tuning in, we're talking with Chris, is it Pakula? Pakula, yes. Pakula. Yeah. Uh, you're really mindful. You're very connected with your partner, your wife, and, you know, how what she needs, you know, and sometimes we feel clueless what to do, but it seems like you really connect and you try to stay, you know, in tune to what her needs are. Absolutely. I think that's one of the things that um, in any relationship when a newborn comes into play that is, is, is put on sort of the back burner is your relationship. And it's, you know, rightly so, because you feel like overwhelmed with this new um, child that's now taking over all of your time. Mm-hmm. But having said that, I think it's really important to try to come back to those moments that you had prior to having children so that you can work on your relationship. Because in my mind, that your foundation is the most important um, so that if you're uh, a two family, um, you know, if, if there are two people in the relationship, you know, and as opposed to a single family, a single person, you, you, you need that foundation strong so that the energy in the family is strong and positive. Yeah. So um, for me, it was really important that we revisited those date nights and had our, you know, alone time, even if it was five, ten minutes at the end of the day or the beginning of the day when the baby is napping, yes. just so that we can check in and make sure that energetically we're on the same level so that we're trying to create our harmonious place. Sounds yeah. very L.A., I know, but <laughs> no, no, <laughs> it's, it's not important. all like that all the time. No, it's important to find something, even if it's a little walk or something. You know, it, yeah. you talk about postpartum depression. I remember the best advice I got when I had my daughter was sleep. Sleep when she sleeps. Find sleep mm. anywhere. Because if you don't sleep and you're on your phone and you're excited and you're talking, you're going to be a wreck. 
it's really interesting because that's a dynamic that I didn't have to deal with when our children were born because my oldest is now 18 oh. and my youngest is 13. So okay. this is going back quite a while. Mm-hmm. And with social media and technology today, that's a whole other beast that's added into this dynamic. As wonderful as it is, it, it is addictive. And right. I would definitely suggest like you know, shutting off phones an hour before you go to bed because stimulation just keeps you going. Mm-hmm. And um, it, that's the worst thing, you know, especially when you're feeling overwhelmed with emotions of, for women too. But men can, can experience the postpartum depression as well, oh, which yeah. they may not even be, you know, aware of. Well, when you're, you know, I was up all hours of the night when I had my first child nursing and I wasn't rested till like two in the afternoon. <laughs> I was exhausted. I kept having to nap, but I had yes. to do that to get through it. And, and that's the thing. It's kind of like you do what you need to do to get through the beginning and you find your way. And then in the beginning, it just seems so overwhelming and like you're in a war zone, really. Know, because exactly. you just can't even, you walk around like a zombie. Oh, yeah. um, you know, both, both people do, both mom and dad. Yes. So, um, and, and, and if you have a second child, it's even worse because you still have to be up for the first child. Exactly. And you don't get to nap when the first one is napping like you used yes. to. So it's definitely a change. And then you might be potty training, training the first one, and there's uh, jealousy, and there's craziness. Exactly. And, and then you look at your wife, and she doesn't want anything to do with you because she's so exhausted. <laughs> and, it, you know, exactly. and there's spit up all over her, and she's looking really attractive. <laughs> <laughs> but having said that, it's so ironic, or not ironic, but it's crazy that, you know, that those images that are flowing into my mind now with you saying that, and my children being 18, 16, and 13 now, I'm like, it seems like that was a whole other world. And yes. it goes by so quickly. It's, it's really, um, you don't think of it going by quickly when you're in the thick of it, but yeah. it really does. I love when I see this cute little toddler running by and someone will say to me, oh, don't you miss when your kids were that age? And I'm like, no. it was tough it's tough you know it's you go through that you do the best you can do but no i don't miss that well i i if if, if it were up to me i probably would have had my children stuffed with so much um cushion to protect them because i was kind of like the neurotic one making sure they wouldn't fall and 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 hurt themselves and and being on top of them but that's one of the things you have to let them do is to experience and you You know obviously in a safe way but um they learn from from experience. Have you ever seen that commercial with the mom? She has her first child. The baby drops the pacifier. She wipes it off, sterilizes <laughs> it, puts it back in the baby's mouth. The second child, um, she maybe blows on it. And the third child, she's like, whatever. <laughs> right. And that's exactly the, the, the story in my family with our third one. I mean, and he's probably the most adapted and well, um, uh, a well-adapted child because he is just like on his own and he mm-hmm. knows what to do. It's really, it's really funny. That's good. Do you have advice for people that are about to embark on fatherhood? You know, I think that the biggest thing is really... Um, your willingness to be open to going to as many um, appointments as possible and to get involved as much as you can in the beginning. Because I think that that's the one thing that'll help you feel connected. Because I think for men, it's challenging since women from the very beginning are experiencing everything physically, mentally, and emotionally. And I think that supports that whole nurturing level that women um, have just uh, intuitively. But for men, it's a little overwhelming because you know, we're just kind of the bystanders for a long time. So if you can get involved with doctor visits um, and going, you know, with, with diaper changes and feedings and all, you'll see that um, it's like practice 
makes perfect and, and yes. you'll slowly but surely build that confidence and it'll be like second nature that you feel like wow I can do this oh yeah and I would say make sure you and your wife your partner take breaks away from your child if you can find a family or a friend somebody to watch the baby and to kind of recharge it's really important. correct absolutely and and both as a couple and then as individuals too I, I remember specifically my wife feeling like when I was going back to work she would comment to me at the end of the day, wow, you get to go out into the real world because mm-hmm. she felt like she was stuck at home just, you know, feeding. And right. and um, I well, didn't understand that comment because I was like, wait, I, I've got stress going on at work and I'd rather stay at home and, and hang out with our son all day. But, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, it really is being open to the, that communication as well and, and understanding your partner and giving her the time yes. um, to reboot as well. I used to push myself to go swimming. I think it was before 7 o'clock in the morning. It might have been 6.30. Wow. I would nurse and then run to the pool. My husband wow. was working at home just so I had that time, and it gave me such a boost. It, it is true. You really do need to take care of yourself. It's like when you get on an airplane and they say to take care of yourself first with the oxygen mash, yeah. uh, mask in case of an emergency landing, and, and, and that's really smart. I never understood that before when I'd be like, why wouldn't you help your child first? But right. in order to make your child strong and, and be safe, you have to take care of yourself. Yes. Where can people find out more about you? You can log on to diaperdude.com where you can find all of our products, mm-hmm. um, and the books are available there as well, and the books are available at any bookstore, and um, on our Facebook page, um, Diaper Dude as well. Diaper Dude. All right. Thank you so much, Chris, for calling into the show. It was great chatting with you. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. You too. Bye-bye. That was Chris Pakula, the author of Diaper Dude, The Ultimate Dad's Guide to Surviving the First Two Years. It just came out in May. And if you missed any part of this segment, it is up on my show blog, getthefunkoutshow.kuci.org, and I'll upload the podcast within an hour after I wrap. And then we're just going to take a quick break, and then we'll be back. And I'm going to play a pre-recorded interview I did about this great documentary, Hearing is Believing, and I'll tell you more about it in just a bit. You're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. If you want to follow me on Twitter, just visit moms, M-O-M-Z underscore rock. I'm also on Facebook at Janine, J-A-N-E-A-N-E, Bernstein, B-E-R-N-S-T-E-I-N. The show blog is getthefunkoutshow.kuci.org. And if you'd like to find out about being a guest, just send me an email to Janine, J-A-N-E-A-N-E, at kuci.org. You've been listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine.